Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. What up, what up? It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 12th day of January, 2023. My name, will that be Nick, everybody? Yay, Nick. May I present to you the one and only Big J. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, You don't have to mince words with me. You really okay? Yeah. I love that. I love when you're feeling good (laughs) on a Thursday morning. Uh, we have a busy show planned for you. God, I hope that's okay. Yeah, I mean, number one, what I heard. there's a lot of Nerd Alert stuff happening going on oh, in the yeah. world, so I know that's going to be a quality assignment. Should probably get working on that. Oh, no. I have a wonderful We're Going to Hell story all picked out for you, ready to go so that you guys are going to have a good time with that. I know we have tickets to Anthrax, Black Label Society, and Exodus. That show's coming up on Tuesday, so we want to make sure we cover our bases there. And then I'm very excited in the 9 o'clock hour to talk to Neil Milton. The lead singer of Royal Bliss fame, as they're going to be in town here in just a couple days, Saturday night at the Ironwood Social for a benefit concert, and we would like to give you some information about that. So I'm very excited to catch up with Neil. So I think that that qualifies as pretty busy. Yeah. You don't? Okay, you're right. Okay, good. I'm glad I defended myself uh, at least well enough to change your mind. And thank you, Big J, for having an open mind about today's show. I try to, to turn it around every day in the middle of it. Plus, there's some stuff sprinkled in there that should be fun and good, and we also play music on this very morning show. So let's get started with that. Some Chili Peppers going to kick off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm sure I don't need to tell you, Big J, but the Mega Millions jackpot for tomorrow's drawing is now up to $1.35 billion, Big J. Yeah! There were rumors yesterday, but the Mega Millions released the report late afternoon that nobody won the grand prize drawing on after Tuesday night's big drawing. So that becomes the second biggest jackpot ever. 16 people won the second prize, which should be worth up to $3 million. So they're still doling out millions of dollars every time they draw some numbers at the Mega Millions, just not the jackpot level yet. So $1.35 billion for tomorrow's drawing, so I'm sure you've already got some, but maybe it's time to prioritize the Mega Millions drawing, because somebody's going to win some pretty serious cash. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe it'll be you, Big J. Who knows? That's right. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from a Buffalo hospital. He has been cleared to continue physical rehab at home and with the team. According to the team announcement that came yesterday, which is about as good news as you can get, considering the situation on the field with DeMar Hamlin just a couple weeks ago. He is said to be making extraordinary progress in suffering cardiac arrest during the game against the Bengals only last Monday, and that is fantastic news. Now, they don't expect him to be on the field or anything anytime soon, but they certainly, I'm sure, are going to be happy to have their brother back in the actual facility with them as they prepare for the playoffs. It's got to be really, really reassuring considering how that thing went. So, fantastic news in the DeMar Hamlin case, which is pretty awesome. Yep. If you would have told me in, like, 1997 I'd be telling you this story several years later, I probably would have called you a liar, but 
it's very clear that 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 Brian Cranston won the uh, Malcolm in the Middle sweepstakes. Yes, Big J. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. You know, I mean, there's certainly everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people that were involved in that show have gone on to do several other things outside of the show. And if you go back and you look, no way you would have thought that Brian Cranston right. would have the career that he has now from playing that role. Right, right, exactly. No way. No. But also, I'm sure you wouldn't be watching Malcolm in the Middle and look at Frankie Muniz, who was the star of that show, and go, you know what? That kid's going to be racing cars one day. Yeah, I might. But uh, he is officially going to join NASCAR full-time, as well as ARCA, as a driver this season. Uh, it was reported yesterday that he will be behind the wheel for the Rhett Jones Racing number 30 Ford Mustang when the series hits the Daytona International Damn. Speedway next month. And so, I mean, you know, you got to be good. That There's a lot of money in NASCAR. They're not going to put just some schmo behind the wheel. So Frankie's got to have some skills. I heard Dax Shepard's very upset. Why is that? Because he loves racing, too. Does he love NASCAR and that kind of stuff? Probably. different? I think racing's racing to most guys. Uh, no, you'd be surprised. There, uh, there are a lot of people in NASCAR that look down on, on some things, and there are, I'm sure, other people in, in the open wheel racing that think NASCAR's silly with their restrictor caps and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we will see what ends up happening, but Frankie Muni is apparently joining the NASCAR season full-time as a driver beginning next season, which is crazy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 6 o'clock hour. <laughs> That is Metallica, their latest Luxaturna here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. A friendly reminder, Big J, you can trust no one or nothing. Not even your employer, Big J, because there's a brand new study out there that has found that a bunch of employers are doing something to help save them money in the long run. You're not going to believe it, Big J. No. What they're doing is they are taking employees that aren't happy with the way that things are going or maybe overworked or whatever, and they're throwing a generic and not real managerial position on their actual resume as well as bumping them up to full time for one reason and one reason only. They're creating these positions to help avoid paying overtime. Because usually as a full-time employee, you're expected to work at least 40 hours. And usually that means you can go over without any overtime payments. You understand? Yeah. And economists at Harvard University have said these fake managerial titles have popped up more and more in the last year. And companies are saving about $4 billion in overtime payments every year because these people that used to get paid for their overtime now have the title instead and a salaried position. But the reality of it is, if they would have stuck where they were and worked the overtime, they'd be making more money. There is a loophole in federal labor law that states businesses are not required to pay overtime to salaried managers who make more than $455 a week or $23,000 a year. So that is why companies are doing this. They're getting through that loophole and realizing we can work people more and not have to pay them as much as we would. America! The study found that in the 2020s, in the last... Uh, three years, Big J, 485% increase in companies using misleading managerial titles to avoid paying their employees overtime, which is a lot. That's a big bump. Somebody found that loophole and everybody was like, hey, pass it through the grapevine. Give your give your you know employees a fake managerial title, hook them up on salary, and then save yourself billions of dollars over the course of the year. It's not a bad plan if you can get away with it, but that's why you got to make sure you know what's going on. So if they call you in and they go, Billy, we want to give you this managerial, you are now officially the associate general manager of, uh, you know, Tampanadas. And you're like, I don't even know what that is, this job. It doesn't make any sense. Neither do we. Right. 
and they're like, congratulations on your title. We want to make you a full-time employee. That's just your way of realizing that you don't know uh, that you're not going to get overtime anymore, and you're going to make less money technically. But you have a nice business card. There's something, right? Yeah. You, you put it, it on, on your parties. resume. You put it in the fishbowl. I work in management. <laughs> there you go. See? And maybe sometimes that's worth it, but a lot of times you'd much rather take the money. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yep. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your Nerd Alert on the way. It's next on the X Rocks. Nerd Alert on 100.3. The X Rocks. Nick, tell me if you heard this one before. Ubisoft walks into a bar and says... Skull and Bones is delayed again. This game's pissing me off. I was so excited for it, and all they do is delay it. It was supposed to be out like a year ago. Uh, yeah, well, it's been in development since 2017, and since then, now it's been delayed six times. Uh, so they have now delayed it uh, back to... Um, uh, April, April 1st. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll uh, believe it when we see it. We've talked about this before. The thing that I don't get upset that they delay things. I'd like them to release, you know, glitch free video games. That's, of course, the goal. And I understand that sometimes you can't always meet deadlines. What drives me batty is that they do it two weeks before it's supposed to come out. And then it's like yeah. after they pushed it and pushed it. Like, I mean, if you know it's not ready and you're not going to release it for months, what do you wait until two weeks before so we're all excited about it? And how about this? Don't give us a date until you know it's done. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Then, you know, whatever, f- figure out a date and then do your promotional stuff. And uh, that's kind of where it's at right now. And uh, an accompanying news release, they mentioned that they had also canceled three other projects that they had in development. Uh, Ubisoft is having some issues. You know, this is the total seven games now that they've uh, been uh, that they've canceled uh, that they're doing so they're uh, kind of struggling and they need this to come off they need to make some money so hopefully uh, this will be ready uh, to go because the game looks really awesome well I mean and the they're coming off of some really good titles too like Ubisoft is hitting their stride and I don't know if they're feeling the pressure or they have somebody new that's trying to crack the whip or what but like you know it's not that... Well, listen, I don't know anything about making video games. My point is, they're coming off of titles that have been received really well by their audience. They they're, they were a hot game company, again, after some questionable titles, and now they're screwing that all up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens with Skull and Bones, but uh, it's been pushed back again. Uh, now, EA Sports has had to do some uh, fixing itself. Uh, they uh, will pull a touchdown celebration for Madden NFL 23 in the light of that frightening collapse of Buffalo Bills defensive back Damar Hamlin uh, last week and now uh, the video game cutscene which is one of the team celebration options Nick that players have been able to trigger with the right thumbstick for the past three years one player on the scoring team lies on the ground while the other teammate pretends to revive him with CPR well, that's a real celebration yeah. that Pittsburgh did last week. Yes, well. exactly. And a, a third uh, a third appears to jolt uh, with him with a defibrillator. Now, all of that was really funny until this really happened in real life. And uh, so they've decided they're going to go ahead and take that out. Uh, when that happens, I, I don't know if it's going to happen here this weekend or not. But uh, yes, indeed, it, that will take place. And you're right, that, that did happen. And I'm not sure why they did that. I don't either. Was it to celebrate the people who helped save? No. I I think it was just a sack celebration that they weren't thinking of because it's a celebration that's happened before. But, uh, yes, the timing was very uncouth. I've never seen this celebration in real time, only in video clips. 
Well, you have to actually score touchdowns. That's true. That's also true. I can understand that. (laughs) Uh, After months of relative quiet from Microsoft on the games front, the company plans to show off part of its Xbox Game Studios lineup in a new showcase called Developer Direct. Now, that will stream on January 25th. So Microsoft has no shortage of games coming to Xbox, Windows, PC, and the Game Pass in 2023. The only games confirmed, though, to appear at the event are uh, Xenomax, Online Studios, The Elder Scrolls Online, Arcane Studios Redfall, and Mojang's Minecraft uh, Minecraft Legends, and uh, Turn 10 Studios Forza Motorsports. Now, a couple of those are big tentpole uh, games for Microsoft. Uh, Bethesda's Starfield won't be at the January Developer Direct, however. That's going to be the ginormous game that has been in development for some time for Microsoft. Now, the sci-fi role-playing game will be the star of its own standalone presentation at a later date, according to Microsoft. So, uh, those games, though, The Elder Scrolls Online, um, and in particular Mojang's Minecraft Legends, is going to be a big deal. This will be mostly gameplay footage that you're going to get from this, and um, you know that Minecraft Legends is a player versus player uh, experience, which will be interesting because Minecraft is one of the biggest games in the world. And Forza Motorsports can always count on some good from that. So that's happening on January 25th. Is that your nerd alert? That's the nerd alert. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we got some important stuff on the way. Let's not forget we also have to go to hell. That's coming up too. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. If you are down in the dumps and you want to feel a little bit better about yourself and about things in general, according to Ohio State University, excuse me, the Ohio State University, the, you should do nice things for others, make other people feel well. It is incredible what a little kindness can do not only for other people, but also for your own serious mental health. Study examined about 1,222 people living in Ohio with moderate to severe symptoms of depression, anxiety, and stress. And they were split into three groups. One which engaged in social activities, one kept records of their feelings, the third engaged in acts of kindness. And guess which one by far and away was the one that felt better after the time the study was over? Acts of kindness? Exactly. People that ended up giving and doing things nice to other people because... When they did that, they saw the impacts that their kindness gave other people, usually were issued with some kindness in return, and it's that kind of stuff that makes you feel better, that makes you feel good for being around and doing nice things with people. Now, by the way, in case you're curious, all three groups, the one that engaged in social activities, the one that kept a record, they all saw improvements in their mental health, but the good deeds group felt a higher percentage of better feelings and felt more connected to others than those who underwent the other two treatments so having social connection important keeping record of things and how you're feeling important but also being kind to people man that's what makes you happy overall when you see other people happy and you do things that make them happy it makes you happy it's a weird thing your brain works in mysterious ways but that's one of the ways that we know it works so maybe just maybe we should all be nicer to each other big j right I think so, yeah. Or were you going to tell me to go to hell? No, no, no. Not you. Just lots of other people? Yeah. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagliavoe will not be in the wildcard playoff game against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. He did not pass the NFL's concussion protocol. He got injured in the Dolphins game against the Packers in week 16. So now he's heading into the month side of things for the concussion protocol. It's almost like that serious injury it looked like he suffered early in the year is having an impact now. Because it makes you more prone to concussions. You understand, Big J? Mm-hmm. Once you've had one, you've 
basically open up the floodgates. The Pandora's box, if you will. Abbott Elementary is a very funny television show that's done nothing but win awards since it's been on the air, and now it's been renewed for a third season at ABC. The president of ABC Entertainment basically announced the news conference at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour Wednesday, which sounds about as fun as it probably was. But that was right, right around the time that the Abbott Elementary was winning more Golden Globes for its second season, so it probably shouldn't surprise anybody that it comes back for a third. The ratings are pretty good, you know, considering where ratings are these days for sitcoms in network television, so everybody's happy pretty much across the board, and the show continues to get good critical and audience acclaim, so it's coming back. So if you enjoy Abbott Elementary, know it ain't going anywhere, at least for a while. Here's traffic. Alright kids, let's see what's going on on the streets inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. It's brought to you by Western Heating and Air. Let's check in with CB. There's a crash on eastbound State Street at Linda Road and the right lane is partially blocked. What the hell? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. New Mexico is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Albuquerque to be specific. Remember when we were there Big J? Yeah man. Spent a full day in Albuquerque hanging out on the set of... I, I think it was Better Call Saul at the time, right? It had to be. I think so, yeah. Because Breaking Bad was done, and so we were uh, we were ahead of the curve, Big J. God, it feels good when we're doing that kind of stuff. Mm, indeed. Still have our president in the studio from the uh, the, jet, the people from the set of uh, Better Call Saul, so thank you very much. It is appreciated. Yeah. Look, Big J's looking at it right now. The crystal meth ship. Big J, uh, this involves New Mexico police, and it involves a man that was arrested because he... I don't know, maybe he needs a hobby, I'm not sure. But he repeatedly called 911 to harass dispatchers. And then he made a special delivery to the police station, Big J. It goes like this. Uh, New Mexico State Police say two of their officers showed up for work one morning. And as they were walking up to the main entrance of the New Mexico State Police building, they noticed, man, somebody had smeared a napkin, which clearly by the smell had some sort of poop in it. All over the front door of the New Mexico State Police Department. Some kind of poop. So they're like, what? Gross, man. And so they're looking around, and sure enough, they notice a man inside of an SUV parked not too far away with his phone out filming the officers walking up and looking at the poop. And as they turn around and he noticed that the officers see him, he stops, you know, with his camera really quick. And they're like, all right, dude, obviously this guy has something to do with it. So they go up and they knock on the window. Sure enough, they recognize him as Christian Cook, who is a local man that the New Mexico State Police are pretty familiar with. That's because he's got a history of harassing officers. And a matter of fact, just earlier that day, he called 911 at least 14 times within an hour just to threaten and harass the dispatcher on the other end. Including in one call, he said, quote, Y'all like to treat people like dog poop? Well, you're going to get dog poop, literally. And then he hung up. And, it, you know, you can say what you want about Christian Cook. He's a man of his word because he then drove out to the station with the delivery. And then he rubbed a bunch of poop, which now appears to be dog poop, on the door Thank of God. the New Mexico State Police Department. So right then and there, they arrested him with harassment, interfering with communications, interfering with public officials, and so he'll be facing some charges because he can't seem to leave well enough alone, I guess. Is it weird that it makes a difference to me that it wasn't his human poop? Yeah, probably. I mean, if you've got poop smeared on your door, I mean, granted, you don't want any poop on your door, but it would make you feel better, question mark, if it was animal poop? I mean, it's, yeah, I think... I feel like the 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 bad sediment has been done already, and whether or, it's poop, it's poop. Or it's upsetting that he wasn't that committed. 
I see, yes. He didn't hate you enough yeah. to use his own poop. Gotcha. Either way, he, he he's one sick puppy. Uh, not not the puppy that actually did the poop, the dude that actually did the spirit. But I also want to know, like, I mean, I don't know, at what point, is there a number that you have to cross in order for it to be an arrestable offense for you to bother 911? Because I would think 14 calls as is. Like, send somebody out there and tell that guy to knock it off, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, how does he get the opportunity to follow up on his 14th call about the poop on the door? But he did. So, uh, again, he's a man of his word, but now a man of his word that's in trouble. Deep doo-doo, if you will. Morning, Deep doo-doo. Morning after. <laughs> would you like us to call the story Officer on Duty or Poop-a-Trader? Which one? What do you like? I like both. <laughs> Officer, Officer on, duty, on duty. Colon Poop-a-Trader? Yep. All right. Coming soon to a theater near you. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. That is Muse, that is Uprising here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. There was an interesting survey, and it makes sense now that I've done some of my own research on it. Love Honey has put out the survey that uh, they went around and they looked love at honey. romantic comedies, Big J. Some of your ah, favorite genre I love of it. movies. And they started doing some research, and they're like, man, you know what we found out? A lot of the leads in these major romantic comedies, the male leads specifically, they have some of the one same two most average names in the history of mankind. And so I, I did some research. Like and their real right. names or no, their character names? Their character names. Okay. Their character names. So like when you think romantic comedy, like like think of somebody that started a bunch of successful romantic comedies that you like. Name the actor that's the lead in that particular case. Romantic comedies you got to think now. George Clooney. George Clooney. All right, I'm going to look him up because I looked up Matthew McConaughey because that was the first guy that popped into my head. But I have not looked up George Clooney, so I'm going to look it up. And now I've got to find his romantic comedy kind of movies, I guess. Oh, no. What were you thinking right, of? Matthew McConaughey. Well, <laughs> I'm on the George Clooney page. Okay. What what movies were you thinking of when it came God, to that particular stuff? You, you've asked the wrong person, man. Well, I, you like romantic comedies yeah, and you yeah, like but movies. I, don't, I mean, you know. I can't think of a single like, romantic comedy he's been in all of a sudden. George Clooney. Yeah, I, I, I mean... One Fine Day. He yeah. plays Jack, okay? Very common name. Right. Uh, out of Sight. Guess what his name is? Jack. Uh, that's kind of a romantic <laughs> yes, comedy, yeah. but not really. I mean, there's definitely romantic undertones to Danny, it. Danny. Danny Ocean. I mean, that's kind of a romantic heist. Uh, okay. Dan yeah. is absolutely on uh, par with that kind of stuff. He's Doug in ER, which has some stuff in it. Ryan in Up in the Air. Uh, but if you go in Matthew McConaughey, he plays Steve like three times. He's Ben in another role. Okay. He's Nick in two others. And so uh, everybody's like, why are these so common names? And they looked it up, and it goes back to... A market research study that they did with just women like 20 years ago and they asked them what the sexiest names in the world were and these women said really the most common names that are out there the top five sexy names were jack james a lot of people think because of james bond nick ben and mark and so if how you look stupid through- is that though how stupid is just a phrase, what's the sexiest name? You're absolutely I, I right. Mean, I mean, come on. You're absolutely right. That's not a real thing. No, but it's a real question that they asked that got real answers. And so now when you look at that, romantic see, comedies, they're all these really common same names. Here's the problem. And this is something I think you're aware of and you should be concerned about. Market research and the questions you ask can determine the answer. Sure. So what's the sexiest name? It should be, does a name arouse you? Uh, you, oh, you're looking because for a yes that or no? would make more sense to me. Well, I mean, what, okay, does a name arouse you, Big J? No. 
Oh, oh, yeah, that's sexy. Are I you mean, more attracted? But I mean, let's say, are, would you be more attracted to somebody that's like a Jennifer or an exotic name that you've never heard of? I would have to look at her. Okay, so it's more about the sex appeal of the visual. I have to aspect. get to know her. But you know that there are other things that trigger things in other people's minds but and that's instant just attraction. Weird to me. I agree. Uh, weirder still that this question was asked 35 years ago, and we're still using this data today. But or it's just. Now this, they don't even know there's a market research that was done. It's just the way it we gotta make this been. simple. Yeah. We can't make it, you know, that complicated. Uh, but Peter and Joe are also up there yeah. in names that people think are very, very attractive as well. So this is why these characters in these romantic comedies all have the same name and they all have the same common name. It's because if you go it down and you break it, break it down to its basic kind of formula, women say these are the sexiest names out there, and that's who they're trying to reach with these romantic comedies. What about Big J? Where'd that come in? I'm sorry. Big J, unfortunately, 35 years ago, that name was not involved in the survey. I'm so, so sorry. Seems like an oversight. I'm guessing it'd be number one or number two. Nick's up there. It hasn't done me any good. I'll put you that. I'll put it that way. But I bet you ah, Big J at some, some point good. is up there in like the top five. Yeah, kids. I do have kids. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure that has anything to do with romance. <laughs> Or romantic comedies. But uh, either way, that's there, and now you know the secret behind the romantic comedy formula. You are welcome. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Some important stuff. Going on in the news today. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Jay, we've known for a while now that people who get COVID, even if it's a mild case, can continue to suffer some symptoms for a very long time. We've dubbed the term long COVID, Big Jay. You've heard it, yes? Yes. So now there's now research out there that indicates that uh, basically if you have long COVID, that means about a year from when your first case is. This doesn't matter how serious the symptoms are. If you've had COVID and you still don't feel like you're right, Usually, it's a full calendar year before you're back to it. And that's only if you've had a mild case of the virus when you had it. It may take longer for people to recover from long COVID if you had serious, severe COVID illness, something that required hospitalization or something to that point. So that's not great news because I'll say, like, this is huh, almost a month to the day after I tested positive for the first time. I still don't feel all the way normal. Does that make sense? Yeah, you sound like you're getting better, though. I do. Like, I in, the, feel, in this week, in yes. the beginning of the week, it was like, Ugh. Yeah, I feel like the congestion has come, but still, it's a month later. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, I, I haven't had any other symptoms other than my cough that still kind of comes and goes, which is weird. But, uh, but like, the congestion was there all the way up until about Wednesday of this week. Mm-hmm. Like, I could feel, still feel congestion. And sometimes, like, when I wake up, I think it's because I get up so early, I still feel some of it. But uh, I don't know if I have that means I have 11 more months of that to look forward to. But uh, I am not a fan, I'll tell you that much. But for those of you that are dealing with it, know that that's usually the timetable now that they're putting out, at least according to new research. Not fun. Not fun at all. DeMar Hamlin had some great news yesterday. He was discharged from a Buffalo hospital. He's been cleared to continue physical rehab at home and also with the team, according to the Buffalo Bills. He was making extraordinary progress after suffering cardiac arrest during the game last Monday against the Cincinnati Bengals. So that story has turned out pretty damn good. And, of course, I saw he filed for a couple of trademarks for some (laughs) phrases. Yeah. uh, he is going to continue to, to, to do that, which is very, very cool. Uh, do not know, you know, I, I cannot imagine he's back with the team this year or if at all, but I do know he's using the facilities and stuff, which is good and probably just nice to be around the group of people, you know? Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back. Um, not in time for the playoffs. Yeah, just maybe not this year. Who but knows? but that's crazy, and that'll be so weird. That, well, doesn't that also change, like, how he gets trash-talked? 
What do you mean? I don't know. It just, you know, now he's infamous to a certain degree. I see. So you, know? you, you feel like if you're on the opposing team, you can't talk smack because he yeah. was a guy that had to overcome so much. Yeah, there. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like it's probably stopped guys in the past in the NFL, especially <laughs> if they've been hurt to bring up past injuries. So I'm not sure what that's going to happen for him. But uh, listen, I just hope he can get back on the field. This could be one of those cases where the doctors are like, hey, listen, if you take another hit like that, that could be bad news. There's plenty of players that have gotten that news with stingers on their necks. They're like, hey, if you're hit the right way, that could be game over and they've had to retire. So yeah, know. you know, we haven't, because it's a medical situation, obviously. I mean, we haven't heard a lot of the diagnoses and things that he went through uh, when he was in the hospital, but I think the doctors have said this is a freak accident. Well, that's good. Because, I mean, yes, the most important thing was let's make sure he's okay and gets out of that hospital. And now that he is, now it's like, okay, can he play again? Uh, Speaking of playing again, doesn't look like Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens are going to be ready for the playoffs. Uh, He was noticeably absent in yesterday's practice. That means he probably won't play in Sunday's game against the Bengals. Jackson's not played since hurting his knee on December 4th, but the team has never really placed him on IR and hasn't talked about the severity of the injury. But the backup is Tyler Huntley, who's also dealing with some injuries, which may mean Anthony Brown could end up playing yet again, who got his first start against Cincinnati and did not look good. So now I ask you, Big J, mm-hmm. if you're the Ravens, do you sign Lamar Jackson to a big-time contract? Or do you um, just let him walk? Well, clearly, they aren't the team. They aren't the same team without him. Well, that's that's very clear. So, but they did make the playoffs. I mean, they needed a couple wins to pull it off, and Huntley was able to lead him to a couple of those at least. Listen, you're going to have to pay him uh, a, a lot of guaranteed money. That's all there is to it. And you know what? The the thing, the hard thing to come by in the NFL is a quarterback who, when they're on the field, makes entirely all the difference. So you, they need him. I, I well, listen. I think he's that game changer. But the problem with Lamar Jackson has been injuries. I mean, yeah. every well, year he's been banged that, up. That's why I said when he's on the field. Right. So the question is, but is that worth all that guaranteed money then to take that chance? I don't know. They don't have a lot of choice. I don't think there's a lot of choices. Are the choices move on or try to find another quarterback? I guess. <laughs> Good luck. But, I mean, Derek Carr is going to be available. Uh, Derek Carr sucks, man. He doesn't suck. He sucks, dude. I do not think he, he sucks. He sucks. I think he... Smokey Eye is a loser. There's a lot of problems on that Raiders team. The offense this year was not one of them. The fact that they couldn't stop a runny nose was the biggest Listen, problem. you tell me what he's won. Well, I'm not saying it's about nothing. Well, what I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. But, I mean, you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that have ridiculous contracts and guarantees. Sure. But uh, it is one of those deals where he does put up numbers. I mean, Devontae Adams has had the best season well, receiver. first of all, he sucks because he's from Fresno State. I figured okay? that's why you hate Second him. Second of all, because he sucks on the field. But I don't think he sucks. I mean, listen, I'm not saying he's amazing. I'm saying I'll put him in the upper half of quarterbacks in the NFL, wouldn't you? Uh, the top quarterbacks are crybabies. No, no. The top half of oh. quarterbacks in the NFL. No. You wouldn't. Nah. I need you to put out a list of the 16 quarterbacks that are better than, uh, than David Carr, in your opinion. Uh, we'll see what how uh, if you can get to past okay. 12. But uh, in other news, Gerard Butler says Robert Downey Jr. is a big fan of his 2013 film Olympus Has Fallen, Big J. So you and Robert Downey Jr. have a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. of course we do. Uh, he said he was talking on the uh, the red carpet to Plane, and he was talking to Uprox about how Robert Downey Jr. wrote him an email that said, hey, we need more of these movies. And you know what? Robert Downey Jr. got his wish. He got at least three. Plane looks like it could be Plane Has Fallen if you wanted to put a tag on it. Kind of feels that way, yeah. But I mean, you know, and don't forget, there's also another one coming out called Night Has Fallen. They have, they're making another Has Fallen movie. Angel so. Has Fallen, which was the last one. Uh-huh. 
was nah, they were really pushing the boundaries of the storyline of what Mike was the Bannon. second one called London is it London but, phone? yeah which was great okay that was also great I only but, saw the first one yeah that one pushed it a little for me but I'm sure you're gonna go tonight has fallen right I mean, yeah. it hasn't turned you off My from the franchise. My wife is a huge fan. Like, she wants to watch them all the time. Well, there you go. So, yes. So, get ready. More Has Fallen movies are coming out, uh, just like Robert Downey Jr. and Big J. Wong. To smack right. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And... I mean, just an amazing show coming up here Tuesday at the Rev Center. Anthrax, Black Label Society, and then Exodus, man. And we're going to hook you up for free. You just need to beat me a pop culture smackdown here. Uh, so uh, it could be easy, could be hard. I mean, yesterday I felt pretty good. Yeah, you went on a run yesterday. Uh, so did the gentleman that won. But uh, it's always nice to go on one, kind of make you feel good about your knowledge and your brain power. And we'll see if you can do that today. 208 287 1003 is our phone number, and that is the number you need to call if you want to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. Wonderful. Hello, The X. Call for uh, Pop Culture Smackdown. Wonderful. You are through. What is your name, sir? David. David, you are up first. David, today is Howard Stern's birthday, the radio uh, pioneer and uh, serious XM person that makes a ridiculous amount of money uh, doing radio. Uh, so we're going to ask some Howard Stern questions this morning. Uh, first off, we need to know what was the title of Howard Stern's first book and then later major motion picture? Was it called You Can't Say That, Private Parts, or Seven Second Delay? Uh, you can't see the private parts. You can't see the private parts Wrong. is incorrect. But thank you for playing with us, David. We certainly do appreciate that. To the other phones we go. Hello, The X. Hello. Hey, we need to know what was the title of Howard Stern's first book and then later major motion picture. Was it called... You- oh, my God. Look at this guy. Right, right on it. What is your name, sir? Kevin. All right, Kevin. You the first guy say private parts? He, the first guy said you can't show your private parts. Which uh, he confused the first one and two, which is not correct, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Uh, to you, Big J. Big J, what was Howard Stern's grossly named alter ego? Is it Fartman, Super Butt, or the Prince of Poop? Fartman! That is correct. Right. As featured in private parts. Kevin, back to you. What kind of charity does Howard Stern run with his wife, Beth? Is it a cat rescue charity, a childhood literacy charity, or an Alzheimer's charity? I'll go with the second one. The second one, the uh, childhood literacy charity? Yes. That is incorrect. But thank you for playing, Kevin. We certainly do appreciate that. Hello, The X. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Justin. All right, we need to know what kind of charity does Howard Stern run with his wife, Beth? Is it a cat rescue charity, a childhood literacy charity, or an Alzheimer's charity? Uh, Child literacy? Child literacy. Wrong. Is not the correct answer. Sorry. That's the one I would have guessed with, too. Hello, The X. I don't know for sure. Hey, how's it going today, lads? Hey, man, we're pretty good. We need to know, what kind of charity does Howard Stern run with his wife, Beth? Is it a cat rescue charity, a childhood literacy charity, or an Alzheimer's charity? Oh, my God. Hmm? Who knows? uh, um, I'm going to say cats. Cats is correct. Right. Beth is a uh, big cat rescue animal rescue fan. Yeah, either one or three would have been. I would have been like, man, I didn't know that, and I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, But if it was childhood literacy, you would have been pissed? Yeah, no, yeah, no. Gotcha. Don't don't read kids. uh, Stern producer known as Baba Booey has what real name? Baba Booey. Um, (laughs) His real full name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Baba Booey. Robert A. Bowie? Robert A. I do not know. That's actually his Twitter handle, but no, that's not. 
That is not the correct answer. Uh, that means you win, sir. Do you happen to know the answer of what Baba Booey's real name is? Uh, I don't know. Uh, is it we'll Craig, guess, uh, Craig Gass? Is Craig, Gass and Craig Gass, I guarantee you, knows his head. I'm sure he does. Uh, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. You win no, anyway. I was guessing Craig Gass. Hang on. No, Craig Gass is not Baba Booey. Hang on one second. We will hook you up with Anthrax, Black Label Society, and Exodus tickets for Tuesday. The answer is Gary Delabonte. Oh, Gary. Gary. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We will do some headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. You are now a better person for knowing this. It's Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Meth Bird, I guess we are okay and sounds like an Adult Swim series. Meth Bird. This bird can be foul of the law, Big J. A pigeon was detained last month in a Canadian jail after being caught with some strange cargo on his back. Methamphetamine. Huh. The bird had a little teeny tiny backpack at war with the drug and was captured near the Pacific Institution Correctional Facility in Vancouver, so they think people were using messenger birds Whoa. to swing into the prison to drop off meth to prisoners. Whoa, who's that? Uh, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. I First of all, to get a bird to wear a backpack, hey, all right. I mean, listen, that, well, they, that's yeah, already impressive. Yeah. And now to use that to drop meth into prisons is even crazier. Uh, according to corrections officer John Randall, his initial reaction was, quote, shock. Uh, he noted that due to advances in technology and drone detecting, messengers and smugglers have had to go, quote, old school to get past the technology because they can figure out a drone right away. But what they can't pick up on their little radars are pigeons coming in and dropping off meth packages. Whee! So, I mean, crazy that we have carrier pigeons now dropping off drugs into prisons. But, I mean, I will say this. A plus for creativity. I mean, I guess, uh, how do you know you're not getting ripped off? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, who is he, the Bowery King? I don't from know. From the Matrix? Or from uh, John Wick? Lawrence Fishburne's character? Yeah, I don't know. The I Pigeons? Don't know. There's a lot. TikTok, Mr. Wick. And so, we'll see what ends up happening here, but uh, I will say impressive creativity, but they got caught doing yeah. it, so uh, not all the way great. I guess we are okay, or sounds like an Adult Swim series? Sounds like an Adult Swim series, Big J. It's the first robot lawyer to defend a client in court, and it will happen this February. While specific details have yet to be released, the defendant is going to try to get out of a speeding ticket using legal advice given by AI, and the bot will relay advice using an earpiece. And so, uh, according to the defendant, the law is just like code and language combined, so it's a perfect case for AI as it figures out what the arguments are and finds precedents and other lawsuits and cases that could be used as evidence for the defendant in this particular case. The company uh, that is putting this together pledges to pay any fines or fees if the bot loses the case, so there is no risk to having an AI and robot lawyer be your lawyer for this particular case, and it's happening in February. Uh, the company is called Do Not Pay, who has a standing offer of $1 million to anybody who will use their AI in a Supreme Court argument as well. So they're confident in their technology. We are really pushing this AI thing. Oh, man. We are indeed. We are indeed. But I tell you what, they make a show called Robot Lawyer. There's a 90% chance I'm watching it. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah? Now, do I want it defending me in a case? God, I don't know. I'd have to see it in action, I guess, before. But, again, it's not like there's like, this giant robot. Can, like, can I have, like, a co-counsel? Uh, like, the AI and then and then another, like, lawyer, counselor, and then they get into fights all the time? That seems like a sitcom to me. You, you may, but they should put that in the new Night Court. 
Is there a new Night Court? Yeah, there is. There is? Yeah, with John Larroquette. What? Yes. When is this on the TV? I don't know the day. I saw I saw a brief thing about it, and I was like, that's crazy. Is that's he the only one back from the, uh, the original series? Or is no. Bull still there? No, not Bull. Uh, I know a bunch of them are Judith dead. Judith Light, I think, is in it. Oh, oh, from Who's the Boss? Well, I don't know. Larroquette, oh. for sure. Gotcha. Okay, thank you, PJ. And we'll wrap it up with, I guess we are okay. An Amtrak trip lasted so long, passengers feared they were being held hostage. The nightmare trip involving over 500 passengers should have lasted 17 hours, but it stretched to 37. The train left Virginia at 5 o'clock on Monday, was supposed to reach Florida the next morning, but had to be rerouted. Amtrak said it worked with passengers to provide meals, snacks, and beverages, as well as bathroom breaks for them and for pets. Some passengers even called the local police, thinking that they were actually being held hostage and they weren't getting the information that they wanted because they couldn't believe it was taking this long. And uh, they had to actually physically make an announcement over the train that they were not being held hostage. Uh, by the conductor, so you know that's not a great train ride. So watch out. They're still not really saying why they were delayed so much or rerouted so much, so not a lot of details are out there, but I certainly would be pissed if my train trip lasted 20 hours longer than it was supposed to. Agree or disagree? Yeah, no it. kidding. And not given any kind of reason for it. It almost is like you're being held hostage, if we're being perfectly honest. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. This is is from Royal Bliss. That is called our friend Black Rhino here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is awesome to have on the phone with us the lead singer of the band Royal Bliss. His name is Neil Milton. He joins us right now. Good morning, Neil. How are you, brother? Good morning. Doing all right. Thank you very much for... Yeah, no problem, dude. Thank you very much for coming on. We're talking to you for a very good reason. First of all, it's because you guys have some really cool things happening in the Royal Bliss Camp, but you're also coming through town here on Saturday, which is pretty awesome. So talk to us a little bit about this benefit that you guys are doing on Saturday night, Neil. Yeah, so a a really good friend of ours, um, he lives up there around Emmett, named Sam Hansen. Um, He called us because his neighbor... A good friend of his, uh, his granddaughter was playing up in the rocks around there, and, and Emmett and a boulder fell down. Her she's ten years old. Her name's Bailey, and the boulder fell down and broke her femur, her tibia, her fibia. She had to be life flighted. Her little brother was with her and had to run back and God. get help. Um, and uh, life flighted in the, uh, that day just to save her. They didn't think she was going to make it. And uh, now she's been through seven different surgeries and skin grafts and everything else to save the leg. And um, and we're just he reached out to us to say, hey man, can is there anything you guys can do? Like we're going to put this benefit on. We'd love to have you guys be a part of it. And and we are available. And and you know we love Sam and and we love being able to try to give back. And, and we have kids ourselves, so anytime there's something to do with a, a child, you know I have an 11 year old boy at home, and I can only imagine the pain and struggle that that family's going through. So it's nice to be able to do something we love and be able to give back to a community. And uh, so we have us, Royal Bliss, and the American Hitmen playing there at Ironwood um, Grill there, Ironwood Ironwood Social, um, Saturday night, and just going to try to raise as much money as possible. And and there's all sorts of amazing auction items, like there was a donated donated Jeep Liberty that is going to be auctioned off there, like go-karts, like the, the list of items that people have donated. It's... It's really cool to hear about how supportive your community there is in the Boise area for, you know, causes like this. So it's we're just happy to be a part of it and, and hopefully bring some 
some mental help and uh, financial help to this family. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, unfortunate, and I mean, just just a child, but, you know, a win-win uh, is, is getting to have you guys come to town, getting to help, and getting the word out, and, and having everybody come down and take part in this and to, to raise that money, and, and that kind of, as we've seen here recently, you know, getting together and having people all kind of concentrate their positive energy on something like that can really do amazing wonders, man. Yeah, and, you know, not just for that family, but, yeah, like you're saying, for the community, having that positive energy is, is, is key. Um, it helps everybody out, you know, just feeling that kind of love, and, and that's what music is about. You know, music's not a divisive thing. It's a thing that brings people together, and that's the best part about it. You know, people from all walks of life, they all understand struggle. So on nights like that, and it, it, it you know, brings out the best in everybody. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get out there, and, and we love Boise. It's been while a while since we've been back and doing a show like this so um we're, we're excited and i think it's gonna be an awesome night thank you guys for supporting it oh of course well boise loves you neil man and the entire royal bliss family for sure so if you want to go on saturday you can grab your tickets at eventbike.com we also have the link up on the morning after fan excuse me the morning after facebook page as well as the x facebook page so if you want to grab your tickets for saturday and help out the family you certainly can and then the auction's going on after the show it all starts at seven o'clock on saturday at ironwood social and of course you know on top of that the band coming through town for the first time in a while but man we have been fans of Royal Bliss for a very, very long time, and it's really nice to see Black Rhino get the love that it's been getting the last couple of weeks. I imagine that probably feels good from a band standpoint as well, yes? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what that song's about, is survival. You know, we're, right. We've been doing this a long time, and, and uh, you know, the song's actually been on radio for a while, and it's just starting to get some legs, which is, which is always great. You know, we're an independent band. I think we're one of the only independent bands in the top 30 right now. And, uh, you know, we, we survive from our fans and our support so it's uh it's always exciting i think it's exciting for our fans as well to be like yeah because they are a part of that ride they're a part of that journey and it's not a record label forcing forcing us up the charts so um it's crazy to be thinking at this stage in our career that we're still <laughs> still doing things like this but um yeah it's 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 all part of the story of royal bliss and and that story continues yeah, it's not uh, not always uh, maybe the journey you signed up for years ago, and you're like, ah, I'm going to be a singer in a rock band. Um, but you know, I mean, you you have guys have hung in there, and you just continue to write great music. And uh, you know, you're working on a, a new album uh, that that is going to be coming out here pretty soon. Give us some details on what we can expect from that. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, you got the vibe off of this Black Rhino song. Um, it's it's very different but it's i think it's one of the best albums we've ever done I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited for it to come out we've actually had it written since 2020 just haven't had the right time to release it um so we're just gonna we're putting it out this year this year is actually our 25 year anniversary which is crazy to think about so we're gonna be releasing a bunch of uh, older songs as well and like there'll be a ton of new music and old music coming out from royal bliss this year and and uh that album i think is going to be you know the pinnacle of of what what 25 years of learning music and playing music and 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 crafting your songwriting skills it's it's a culmination of all that and i think it's the best album that royal bliss has ever done so 
I'm excited to hear what people think. <laughs> Neil Middleton joins us. He, of course, the lead singer of Royal Bliss. Uh, Neil, it'd be the first album since 2019. You guys also, back in 2020, released a single with Shim, uh, formerly of Sick Puppies. We love him as well. We played Medicated on the station. It's a fantastic song. Was there ever any talk about you guys going like the EP route or just doing singles and maybe kind of getting away from the album model? Or did you always know, even back in 2020, you wanted to make this album? Well, it's it's interesting because it's kind of like the way we our release structure at this point right now is, um, you know, we put out I think five or six songs mm-hmm. now off this album. Um, so it's you know releasing a single every two three months, um, and not necessarily to radio, but just putting it out there to stay, you know, keep relevant because that's kind of what you have to do. Like if you put out an album, basically people are already moving on a month after it's out, so you can't <laughs> spend up you right. know all your all your stuff there. It's it's uh so it's kind of doing it the same way. I mean, when this album comes out, there'll be like five songs on it that people haven't heard. So it's almost like releasing a five song EP, but it is the total album. And, and moving forward, you know, I don't know that we'll do a full album that way ever again. But yeah, it might be. You know, we we release four songs, six songs at a time, and then at the end of the year, we'll come out with a big twenty five song album or something like that yeah. which is kind of what we're planning on for next year but <laughs> it's awesome yeah. stuff there's man. no there's no there's no there's no map anymore you just gotta gotta do what you you feels right and and hope that people like it and and hope that you continue to grow yeah and you got to learn new skills and uh new jobs like being a social media star and uh, doing tiktok doing tiktok stuff i've been watching those and it's just that's a weird experience right to have to kind of force yourself into doing that i'm gonna imagine yeah because i mean it's like you said this isn't the path that you we chose you know as as musicians and being a rock star or whatever you want to call it you know here we are 25 years later and I'm trying to, you know, watch the analytics on eight different platforms and be like, all right, when did we post this? Let's do something. This isn't working here and this is working here. And yeah. It's like, uh, and the accounting and all the crap. That's what I tell all the young bands coming up. I'm like, learn accounting, learn marketing, uh, you know, form a relationship with your bank. You know, it's like, <laughs> it, you have to run it like a small business. It's It's not all about the music anymore, unfortunately, but it's the music is the only reason we put up with all that other crap is because we love it so much. So whatever we have to do to be able to get on that stage, we'll figure it out. And they will be on the stage on Saturday night at Ironwood Social, a wonderful benefit concert for Bailey Erics. And tickets are $25. You can grab them at eventbrite.com. We'll give you the link as well on all of our socials if you want to check it out. But Royal Bliss, seeing them live back in Boise, you know you're going to get a fantastic show. To see them in a really cool venue like Ironwood Social, even better to be up close and personal with a band like this. And I know you guys are going to kill it on Saturday night, Neil. I know you're traveling in for the show, so thank you very much for doing that. But we'll see you Saturday night. Thanks for making time for us this morning, too. We appreciate that. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you. I'll see you Saturday. You bet. And we'll give everybody a chance to win some tickets here in just a few. Exactly. So hang tight for bad impressions. Thank you, Neil. We appreciate you, brother. Hang on one second, man. We'll say officially goodbye. But there's Neil Middleton from Royal Bliss. Check out the show on Saturday night at Ironwood Social. We got bad impressions next on The X. After with Nick and Big J. And we just talked to Neil, the lead singer of Royal Bliss, and we're going to hook you up with some tickets to their benefit show that they have going on Saturday at the Ironwood Bar 
uh, Ironwood Social Bar and Grill, which uh, is, uh, is a fantastic place. Great venue to see some music. It's a Royal Bliss and American Hitman, and then a whole bunch of auction items to help out Bailey. Uh, very, very cool thing. You just need to figure out Bad Impressions here, which is brought to you by the uh, Treasure Valley Subaru. They're more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. If you'd like to go on Saturday night on us, then you need to get on the phone, 208 287 1003 and play our game called Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, we will hook you up with passes to Saturday night and you will be pretty cool and can help out some really cool people here in the Treasure Valley as well. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay, you're up first. Good luck. I'm the Spooky Groove Metal King. Next. I like making music and movies like House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and even Netflix's The Munsters. Robert Zombie. It is Robert Zombie indeed. Good job, man. Hang on one second, Jay. We'll hook you up with those Royal Bliss tickets. What was Clue 3 just for fun? Ever dug through the ditches and burned through the witches? I have, uh, and I was swinging in the back of my Dragula as well, and that, I imagine, is because today's his birthday, right? Yeah, happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, Rob Zombie. Uh, how old is Robert today? 52 years old. Oh, man, that's awesome. Good for him. Happy birthday, my man. Uh, I'm sorry, 57. Oh, 57. oh. Uh, well, five years ago he was 52. That ain't bad. Yeah. Maybe that's when the, the news broke that today was his birthday, but... <laughs> Uh, we wish him a very happy birthday. Uh, multiple time guest of the show. We were just having Rob Zombie conversations yeah. with Craig Gass. As a matter of fact. I wonder what, uh, you know, you might, might, I mean, I know he's going to be uh, doing some concerts. Yes. Uh, this coming summer, but I uh, wonder what else he's got in store. Well, hell, you just saw him, right? How was he in concert? Oh, great. I mean, listen, I've never seen a bad Rob Zombie show ever. Yeah. Ever. He puts on a great show. Always something to look at. Always something going on, for sure. But music-wise, I mean, uh, more music or, or maybe another movie? I mean, I haven't heard anything, so... Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the movie front. I know Munsters wasn't very well received, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But also, like, I mean, uh, did was the uh, King Freak, was that on an album? That came yeah. Out? Okay. But that that recently came out then. It wasn't like... It yeah, was, I think it was uh, in the, like, the last year. So. Okay. It's close enough. But um, I'm so I'm guessing it probably will be a while before you hear anything new from the Robert Zombie camp. But happy birthday to him! Enjoy the 57th birthday, or just tell people it's your 52nd. Nobody will judge you. No. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That is Five Finger Death Punch. Welcome to the circus. The latest from them wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. If we could, a special thank you to Neil Middleton who joined us this morning. He's the lead singer of Royal Bliss. They're going to be playing on Saturday evening. Show starts at 7 o'clock at Ironwood Social for a great benefit show for Barry, Bailey Erickson, which all the proceeds are going to go to that. There's also a great auction happening, American Hitman playing too. So make sure you grab your tickets, information on the X's socials, and keep listening to win your way in. Also had a chance to talk about how you shouldn't rub poop on a police uh, station's front door. Great way to get you arrested early and often. And Big J gave you a nice nerd alert talking about video games this morning as well. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, you embarrassed me yesterday greatly. I did? Yeah, I got home yesterday and I saw my kid Mason. I was all excited. I'm like, oh, hey, Nick just followed you on, on Twitter. Oh, I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday. I know. And she goes and looks at, no, he's not. And she was so sad. That's not and true. I'm like, and I'm like, John Cena follows me, but he doesn't? What's I up with that? I didn't know she had a Twitter until yesterday. I was but so excited. But I will follow her today. Cause I was you, so excited. Because we were talking about it, and then you told me the weird intro to it, and I couldn't find it. Yeah. And then uh, we were right about to go on the air, and then I completely forgot. I was like, oh, I was so excited. She was excited. 
I will do it as soon as we wrap up today. She's a big fan of you. Oh, that's nice. And your boys. Thank you. Well, she's wonderful with those kids, I'll tell you what. And uh, and then, yeah, John Cena does follow her. Well, that's nice. Uh, Does he follow you? Did you say he jumped on that train? Okay. Uh, He likes to randomly follow people from time to time. John Cena does. But uh, certainly your daughter's worthy of a follow, and I will certainly do that this morning. I did not mean to embarrass you. It really was just something that slipped my mind. And then I had to go and look it up. I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) I can't believe he did that. While we're at it, you should tell me if your other daughter has one as well so that I can follow her. Yeah, but she doesn't care about Twitter. okay. Well, morning after with Nick and Mason, really. Well, apparently that's not true. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by T-Mazda. It is easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with T-Mazda's I pre-check button. Just click the big blue button at GoTMazda.com. That's going to do it for us. Tomorrow we will see you then. We got more tickets to go check out Anthrax and Black Label Society. Lounge at the end of the universe joining us as well, so it should be a good one. We'll see you then, Jason Drew's up next it's the x rocks the morning after podcast brought to you by idaho advocates you didn't deserve to be in an accident but you do deserve an advocate make sure you hit them up on their website idahoadvocates.com